Welcome to Grace Community Church On Demand, the weekly podcast from the Sunday services at Grace Community Church in Rupert, Idaho. Here at Grace, we believe in building the kingdom of God one person at a time. We're passionate about loving God, loving people, and following Jesus. Let's get into this week's message with Pastor Travis Turner. I'm so excited to be here. How many of you guys are excited to be here tonight? I was thinking when Pastor Travis was up here, you know, just for a split second, I started feeling a little bit sorry for myself because I'm thinking, man, I really don't like Christmas all that much because it's the time of the year where I get to miss my kids the most because they're grown and they're moved away and Travis is bragging about his whole kids being here. So for a split second... For a split second, I felt sorry for myself, and the Lord checked me because I am so blessed to have two beautiful daughters, two incredible son-in-laws, a beautiful grandson that are healthy, doing great. I get to celebrate Christmas with my mother-in-law, my my, my, my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, my nieces, my nephew. And I'm so thankful that I get to spend life with my beautiful wife, who's my best friend. And so for a split second, it checked me. And then I started thinking, you know, there's people tonight that wish they could be home. But they can't because they're out fighting so that we can have this very night tonight. And I just want to lift them up and thank them. So my prayer, when I pray, I want to pray for those families that are missing your loved ones because they're making it possible for us to do this. But then I started thinking even further than that. There's people tonight that are hurting because they're missing their loved ones because they're no longer here. And my heart breaks for you tonight. So I want to lift you up in prayer. The God, that you would just abound and just let your peace fall upon them tonight. Father, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And it just speak that over every single person that's missing their loved ones tonight. Father, wrap your arms around them. Give them peace. Give them strength. Supernatural strength to enjoy this season, Lord. To be able to look at you and know and put you in the rightful place to be able to celebrate you, Lord. Because without you, we wouldn't be able to do this tonight. Without you, we wouldn't be able to celebrate our loved ones that are with you today. And without you, we wouldn't be able to celebrate your birthday tonight. So, Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you. And I just want to surrender this short time out of our busy schedules lord to celebrate you remember you remember why we really celebrate tonight i pray that all around this world lord that they will glorify you first and give you thanks and everything else is just the icing on the cake 
So we thank you, Lord. Father, we give you all the glory, all the praise in Jesus' mighty name. And if you're thankful tonight, in Jesus' mighty name, go ahead and say amen. Amen, amen. amen. God bless you. I'm going to go ahead and ask Mr. Jake Larson to come on up here. What's up, Grace Church? Merry Christmas. Okay, so if you're a kid, you know who you are. Not big kids, all you little kids. If you want to come and join me up here and sit on the floor in front of me, I'm going to attempt in my best eighth grade reading skill to read you a book of Jesus Christmas. Come on, everybody, don't be shy. Come on, kids, all you kids. Right here, in the front, right down here. Come on. There you go. Give your parents some breathing room. You guys ready? All right. Okay, we gotta be quiet, okay? And listen. So there's gonna be pictures up here. If you can't see the book, there'll be pictures up here, okay? Up on the big screen that you can see. See? Looks just like the book, okay? Okay, here we go. We'll get started. We got a few stragglers, but we're good, as usual. Okay, so the book we will be reading is called was an evening in Bethlehem. It's written by Janelle Leanne Schmidt, illustrated by Sierra Klein. Okay. Here we go. I got to do this, and hopefully I can kind of read sideways with a microphone in my hand. Okay. Twas an evening in Bethlehem, and all through the day, many guests were arriving from far, far away. The inn was so full of business and flurry, everyone everywhere, all in a hurry. Yeah. Whose phone was that? <laughs> the door's right there. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Stick around. You'll get to laugh at me in a minute. The rooms were packed full. Everyone had a bed. Then came a knock. Abba's eyes filled with dread. I peeked round the corner, and what did I see? A man and a woman and a weary donkey. Hmm, should I rhyme like that? They all looked quite quiet and tired, and the woman was sighing. But our child is coming, the man, he was crying. Please let us stay here. My wife needs a bed and a safe place to stay. Hmm, here we go. And a safe place to lay our baby, he said. You guys see the pictures up there? Same picture? Okay, make sure we're on the right page, right? Okay. The wind outside whistled, the night sky loomed black. With a gesture to me, Abba led them out back. To the stable we kept for the donkeys and the cows, I followed as fast as my feet would allow. 
with blankets and bedding piled up in my arms, in the soft golden hay, I knew they'd be warm. I spread out the blankets and emptied the trough. It wasn't a cradle, but it might be enough. Abba shooed me to bed, but I couldn't sleep, so out of our room and downstairs did I creep. Pressing my ear to the keyhole, I waited. Excitement coursed through me. My breath, it was baited. Perhaps I dozed off for a moment or three when I found myself wondering what had wakened me. The cry of a baby pierced through the air. I found myself running, breathing in prayer. Uh-oh, what's going to happen? Across to the stable, I dashed without thought, but I froze in my place when I found what I sought. There in the manger, a baby was sleeping. His mother and father, their vigil was keeping. Then suddenly came a tramping of feet. A wind-beaten shepherds came in off the street. I recognized them, my friends from the fields. Their faces were beaming with joy unconcealed. Then David and Jethro and Aaron and Jonah and Elon and Hiram and Jabin and Noah. With lambs in their arms and awe on their faces, all entered softly and knelt in their places. It's not that sad. Above in the sky, the brightest star blazed, and a chorus of angels gave voice to their praise. And I, with my wondering eyes, wide and round, stood at the door, not making a sound. Twas night of surprise that filled me with joy, revolving around this dear little boy. His face was so sweet, his head had haloed by the hay. My whole life transformed as I watched where he lay. Who do you think that baby is? Are you sure? Okay. Are you ready? The Messiah had come, God's gift to mankind, sent to the poor, to the sick and the blind, to the young lady and the old and all in between. He came as a baby, not a conquering king. That evening in Bethlehem, filled with surprise, shepherds and angels and stars in the skies. "'Twas the very first Christmas when I did part "'for the king born in the stable and kept in my heart." The end. <laughs> Good job, guys. Let's go sit down. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> okay. Let's celebrate these kids just a little bit. I tell you, we had, um, we had two full services this morning, um, one-hour services, and they were family-style services, and I'm just so grateful, man. These kids 
are well behaved. And um, let's put our hands together one more time for all these children in here. So good. Now let's celebrate Jake Larson just a little bit. He did a great job, man. I appreciate you, man. I'll tell you the truth. There's few people. He, he's kind of rough and rugged, but he's got a soft center, you know. The truth is, is he loves these kids very, very much, and we're so privileged to have these two leading our children's department. So thank you guys. You do a great job. I want to share something just real quick, and then I'm going to give you a brief eight-minute message, and you can put your timer to that after I start, but I'm not starting yet. So, But I want you to know that yesterday morning, or yesterday, at, actually, I think it was uh, 4 o'clock in the, uh, in, the, in the afternoon. I guess that has nothing to do with morning, but I was able to baptize a young man in the Snake River. Um, he had come up to me, I don't know, a month or so ago, and and God had just been changing his life in a, in a major way. And he said, Pastor, I know I'm supposed to get baptized, but I want to get baptized in the river just like they did in the Bible. And I said, man, that's so cool. And, um, and I just told him because I do a lot of ice bathing. And, um, and I just told him just kind of jokingly, I said, hey, listen, you don't have to wait till summer. Ha ha, you know. And anyway, I was joking with him, and he, he, and he called me just a few days ago, and he said, okay, I'm ready. I said, what are you ready for? He said, I'm ready to get baptized in the, in the river. And so we, we nailed Saturday. But there's a young man by the name of Parker that just is in love with Jesus and has accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and his personal Savior. And... Um, walked out with me into a little over 32 degree water water and um and and was baptized i loved listening to the comments many of the comments were like um wow i guess he really means it or you know what i'm saying like you're not going to do that and if you don't really mean it but but then this morning we got a chance to baptize a couple that's getting married here real quick and they're their biggest desire is they wanted to bring the Lord into the center of their lives before they got married. And so they got married, and I believe they're getting, or I'm sorry, they got baptized, and I believe they're getting married even, I, I think it might be even this next week or so. But man, what a great thing to do there. And then we had another young man get baptized this morning as well. And I just want you to know the reason why I highlight these things, because it really has everything to do with my message that lives are being changed and transformed, and they're being changed and transformed by you. See, somebody at some point in time is taking their time to share Jesus with another person, and they're receiving Jesus as their Lord and their personal Savior. Uh, we had a beautiful moment just after second service today. The good doctor was sharing with a, with a young man over in this corner and I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit was all over it. I got a chance to connect with him afterwards. And, um, and you could just tell that God, the Holy Spirit, is doing an incredible work in his life. But it takes one person reaching another person and sharing the good news of Jesus with them. And guess what? God will do the rest. Amen? So, real quick, I want to just say thank you for making this service a priority. You know, every year we don't know what it's going to be like, but you're here and we're here and we're celebrating Jesus. And 
Who said you can't worship to a video? Come on, that was some of the best worship. I just absolutely, Davina, she, she leans over and she says, can you hear all the voices of the people singing? I'm like, yes, it's so, it's so wonderful. And so, listen, tonight, this short message is going to echo the spirit of this season. The title of it is The Power of One Life Reaching Another. See, this season, I want us to realize, is all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's all about his birth and the reason why he came. But I also want you to realize that it's all about you as well. Like, we need to really know that the reason why he came is because of you. To redeem those who were lost. Come on, those whose relationships were broken with the Father. He came to reconcile us back. And so while he came and everything he did, he literally had you and I and every other person on the planet on his mind to reconcile us. That if we would just believe in him, we would be saved. He came for you. And then guess what? When he comes into your life, he fills you with the Holy Ghost. We're not using the Holy Spirit so much anymore. We're going to the Holy Ghost. That means we're real about what's happening. And I want you to know that there are gifts of the Holy Ghost. And when you give your heart to Jesus, he gives you these spiritual gifts and he gives you an anointing not only to serve him and to be able to do what you cannot do by yourself, but also to be a witness of him to other people. And so God wants to use you to reach another. Matthew 5, 16 says it like this. Jesus tells us in the same way, let your light so shine before others so that they may see the good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. See, God wants to use, he wants to show you off in, in, in the, in the, he wants you to be in the spotlight to share, come on, the goodness of God with other peoples, not so you can get the glory for it, but so that you can point and turn the glory back to him. What a profound truth that is. And so I want us all this Christmas just to ask the question, How can I shine my light brighter this year in 2024? My wife came up with a slogan that we're going to adopt. I'm taking it as mine. She was using it for the women's ministry, but it's going far beyond the women of this church and community. It's more in 24. How can you, come on, be used by God more in 2024? Where is it that God is calling you to go this year? What is it that God is trying to grow you in this year? And what is it that God wants to show a world that is far from him of himself? How does he want to reveal himself in you this year? And I'm telling you, it's in greater measure than what you can even think. The only thing he's saying is, is that will you do what I ask you to do? Will you speak what I ask you to speak? Will you... Will you remain quiet when I ask you to remain quiet? And will you go when I ask you to go? My answer to those questions is I'll do whatever it is that you ask me to do, Lord. Luke chapter 2, you've got, two, you've got these humble shepherds in Luke chapter 2 that they were the first to hear of the good news of Jesus' birth. What I love about these shepherds is that they didn't have any wealth. They didn't have any status. They hadn't... They hadn't created a name for themselves. Come on, they were humble shepherds. Most most of these guys were probably forgotten about except by their own family. They were remembered by their families. But 
Come on, being a shepherd back in this day was probably a pretty lowly position. We see that with David, you know. This is a great reminder that God can use anyone, and he oftentimes chooses the unlikely to do the most incredible things. So I want you to know today that it doesn't matter what your past is like, because sometimes we're really good at discounting why God can't use us. It doesn't matter what poor decisions that you've made, and it doesn't matter what family you've come from, and it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What matters is a surrendered life to Jesus, and I'm telling you that with that, he can, he can do incredible, amazing things. I look at my own life, and I'm just being a little bit vulnerable here. And most of you know, but I look at my own life like there's no question. I want to preface this by saying I was loved and I was cared for. I had a mom and I had a stepdad and I had a real dad. And, 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 and I was provided for, like, like my dad knew how to provide. But at the same time, and this is not a slight on anybody, but I was raised in brokenness. I was raised in craziness. I thought that, I thought that everybody was raised the way that that I was raised and my parents were just doing the best that they could and I'm telling you once again we were loved and we were provided for and and I wouldn't change I wouldn't change anything for I wouldn't change my upbringing for nothing like it's it's helped me to become who I am but how many of you know when you're also raised in some brokenness you you have a tendency to to be broken yourself and so, man, I, at a young age, I started dabbling in alcohol, which really grabbed hold of me. It, like it sunk its teeth in me, and it's something that I wrestled with for the majority of my young adult life, up until I was 25 and gave my heart to Jesus. But I dealt with anger, and I dealt with alcohol, and I dealt with more anger, and I had a, a record, and I was running from God. Like I was given this beautiful gift at the year of eight where I came up to an altar such as this and and Jesus shared with me God showed me personally that Travis I am true and I am real and I've got a plan for your life and I don't know of too many other people that fought running against that plan running away from that plan as hard as I did but how many of you know when God's got a plan for you it's just a matter of time before he catches you you know what I mean? How many of you know that whenever you're running in the world, you're going to be slowed down by dumb decisions and bad mistakes? He's going to get your attention, and that's exactly what happened to me in a jail cell in Boise, Idaho, completely inebriated. Jesus came in, and he changed my life in a second. In a moment's time, my life was going this way. And then it flopped to go this way. It wasn't perfect, wasn't easy, still mess, you know, still messy, still filled with a lot of bad decisions after that. But I'm telling you, I was completely different. And what I'm saying is, is that if God can use that and look at me where I'm at, nothing about my life makes sense. I should not be where I am today. But I am where I am today, and I don't apologize for it. And I'm so grateful. It's amazing to me that God allows such a broken person that's made intentional mistakes in his life. He says, listen, I can still use that. So I want to speak to the one that thinks that you can't be used. Because I'm telling you, 
that you can. I bet my life on it that you can. Matter of fact, I even feel the Holy Spirit right now in this place, maybe speaking to somebody. No matter where you are in life, God can use you to bring hope to others. Story, uh, personal story, years ago, I had met a, uh, a guy by the name of Mark, and I hadn't been saved very long and certainly didn't really know how to lead somebody to the Lord. But I met a guy that was a little bit more broken even than I was. And life, have you ever been in a place where it just feels like life is just piling up on you? Like you got one bad thing that happens and then another bad thing that happens and another bad, and then you think you're at this space in time where you're like, man, I cannot, I can't handle another thing. Well, and then another big thing happens. This is exactly where Mark was. And I'm telling you, God brought me across Mark's path at a divine moment, at a perfect moment. And I just began to share with Mark what God had done in my own life. And I didn't know enough Bible, come on, to walk him through the road to Romans or any of that stuff. But I just told him, I said, Jesus loves you, man. And listen, come along with me. And I brought him, I gave him an invitation to church. And sure enough, the message spoke to him that Sunday and then I was able to get him connected with some of the pastors in the church and they talked to him and I'm telling you that his life changed in the same way that my life changed. He was going one direction one moment and his life shifted and now he, come on, he brought hope into his family which was in a hopeless situation and he brought hope into that very church and hope into his community. Why? Because of Jesus Christ in his life. And I'm telling you this, that God is able to reach anybody at any time. And I also want to warn you, if you were drugged here tonight because, because your family was just like, come on, this is my only Christmas present I want. Please come to church with me tonight. If you were drugged here and you're just kind of like, oh, goodness, here it is. I just want to warn you, the Lord is after you. <laughs> like, 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 I, like I, I really just want you to know that God loves you, man, and, and, and he's going to keep revealing it. And if you think you just had a weak moment and said, yes, you didn't. Come on, he's been working on you for a while. John chapter 4, there's a story of a Samaritan woman at the well, and Jesus engages her. Come on, he breaks all social norms. He breaks cultural, cultural norms. First of all, back in this time, it, seldom did men speak to women, but certainly Jewish men didn't speak to Samaritan women. And I'm telling you that he broke all of that, and he engaged her. And he began to tell her things about herself, about her life, and how many times that she's been married, and the man that she was with currently wasn't her husband, and so he had her attention. And then at the end of this engagement, this conversation, he offers her something beautiful. He offers her living water. And how did she respond, man? She ran, she rushed back to the village that she was from. That we, she was, and you got to study this out. I'm not going to give you all the details, but she was, she was ashamed, come on, to be seen in public. Like she was, not, she was not a good person, and she was kind of shunned, probably. But she ran back with boldness and confidence, and she began to tell everybody in the village about this man, Jesus, that 
told her everything that there was to know about her. And of course, they came out in verse 39. John chapter 4 and verse 39 says this. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told he told me everything I ever did, verse 40. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two more days, and because of his words, many more became believers. Verse 42, check this out. This is so good. They said to the woman, listen, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the Savior of the world. This Christmas, I want to encourage you to take a page out of the book of the Samaritan woman and be bold with your faith and share your faith. Come on with other people that are around you. In closing, I know this, that we're going to exchange gifts and we're going to enjoy festive meals together and we're going to laugh and we might even shed some tears. But I want to encourage you this Christmas, as you gather together in different locations at different spots, be the one that brings Jesus into the center. Please don't just say it, but really be the one, whether that be in a prayer or reading the Christmas story with some kids gathered around your feet. Be the one that brings Jesus because today is not just a historical event. Today is an invite to live a life of purpose. Your family and your friends, come on, your extended family and maybe even the stranger is waiting for you, come on, to share the good news, the gospel message, to introduce them to Jesus. And I want you to know that if you'll be faithful in doing that, the right response is going to come. Think about this. Jesus shared with one person. And then that one person shared with another person. Next thing you know, you've got, you've got, the, you've got the 12. I'm going to have my wife Tina and Pastor Hobby and Davina to come on up here. And then those 12, they began to share with other people. And it went on and on and on and on and on and on. I'm going to ask Tina and Pastor Javi and Davina to come on up here. Did everybody else hear that the first time? All three of them, they were just like, what? We don't understand. <laughs> so that was funny. <laughs> um, just think about this. From that day to this day, from that day to this day, all those people that came before us, somebody shared the gospel with them. And now we're in line. We've received it. Now we're called to share it. I want to encourage you. Everybody's got candles under the inside of your row. And I want you to take, there's a bucket under the, the, there, yeah, under the front. Go ahead and grab a candle and pass it down. Amen, everybody. That concludes our service. Go from this place and let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Merry Christmas, everybody. We love you. Be safe out there. If you can, go ahead and um, let's lift our lights up just nice and high, and then we'll bring them down, and then I guess we'll blow them out and put them in a bucket. All right. God bless you. That's it for today's teaching. Hey, here's an idea. Share today's message with a friend or family member. If you're listening from outside our fellowship, we'd love to meet you. Visit graceid.org and hit the contact form to get in touch. 
We'd also love for you to join us. You can even check us out on Facebook Live by searching Facebook for Grace Church Rupert ID. Learn more and plug in at graceid.org. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Grace Community Church.